Okie dokie folks, welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, Rhode Island Blood Center, Graysale Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Addams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and our one indoor karting. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have singer, songwriter, guitarist, and member of the legendary family band, The Cowsills, Susan Cowsill. She has been performing since her single-digit days with The Cowsills, as well as her later projects, The Continental Drifters and Covered in Vinyl. She is also a successful solo artist. The Cowsills are known for originating in Newport and are members of the Rhode Island Music Hall of Fame. They will be performing an intimate trio show at the United Theatre in Westerly on April 16th.
we recognized you we I memorized you and I eulogized you I loved you more than you'll ever know Man, I hated to see you John, yay! How are you? Hi, long time in the making. This is epic. <laughs> so you're down in New Orleans, right? That is correct. And yeah, you, we you, are here. How long have you been down there? Well, I have lived here since 1993. So oh, that's really? 30, 30 years. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm from New Orleans at this point in my heart and head. Well, you're also a, a, a Rhode Islander divide by default as well. Well, they are my my two. They're my spots, my two ports of call. I like to say, because one of the reasons why I love New Orleans so much is it reminds me so very much of Newport. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, man. The the French Quarter is is like Thames Street to me. Oh. Um, they they kind of feel yeah they feel similar. You know, pirates, sailors, etc. <laughs> so yeah. My brother Barry felt the same way. It was one of the lures about New Orleans. Now, did he go down there first, or you did went down there first? He came down first. We both knew people who uh, who lived down here, and it was ironic that we both ended up here. It wasn't like you know anything. I'm sure either one of us thought was ever going to happen in our lives, but but here we landed up. And mm. uh, and my brother Bill actually had come here with Barry via my dad's pocketbook and recorded at Alan Toussaint Studios down here, Saint, in the 70s, ironically, doing demo. I don't even know. I just heard the tales. I work at Rhythm and Roots Festival in uh, Charleston, Rhode Island, and uh, there's a lot of people who come up from New Orleans for that festival, like Steve Riley. I'm sure you know Steve. Oh, sure. Yeah. The man with players. Yes. <laughs> You know, I've known Steve a long time. I mean, I don't know him well, but he's he's a character in town for sure. Oh, he's a character. All right. <laughs> well, we both know years. Steve. That's been calculated. <laughs> Hilarious. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, and Sam, <laughs> Sam Brassad. Uh, yep. Oh, player, well, so. my cousins, I assume. <laughs> really? Well, by way, your husband, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, because, you know, those folks is connected up there. So, Russ is from Opelousas, which is right outside of Lafayette. So. Oh, okay. And the band you're playing in with the I know it has nephews in it, or sons or nephews in it. it yes and yes, yes does, and yes. Does your husband, does Russ play in that band? He does. He's been our drummer for 10 years now. Okay, because John's still playing with the Beach Boys, right? Correct. And Johnny's had that gig longer than we've been. You know, the Cowsills never really break up, but they take these wacky patches and disappear on each other for a few years and then resurface in some form. You know, because if you notice throughout history, you will see there's always a different variety variation on the theme <laughs> uh if, if you start at the beginning and take it all the way through so johnny's been with the guys forever and when we kind of re-up he already had his his gig in place mm. you know and he was happy there and and it's, it's all worked out so yeah russ is our drummer my nephew brendan is our other um, electric guitar player and that's Paul's son. And my nephew Ryan is our keyboardist, and that's my brother Bob's son. And then Mary LaSang is from Thibodeau, Louisiana, and she's just been a best friend, and she's been in many local bands in town, uh, more notably, but not necessarily, <laughs> uh, the Cowboy Mouth. Mm -hmm. from new orleans she was their bass player for a while she's amazing i don't know if you've heard our new record but her bass lines on that are pretty unbelievable yeah, she wrote so, them all yeah i have that i put um when i did a, a podcast with bob towards the end of the last year i uh put, yes. put, put a few of those songs on there yeah she's she's a trip man she's a little mccartney she writes these crazy parts you know oh cool yeah so yeah, we we love our band. They're, they've worked hard. They've been with us through thick and thin, and so we made a really beautiful album. I was 
Yeah, you did. Uh, I really, it's a great album. Thank you. Thanks. And you've I been like on. It. You were on the uh, the Happy Together tour all last summer because I was going to have you play the Rhode Island Folk Festival, but you were because I had been talking to Bob about it, and we just you just were not. It was like one day too late off the tour. Dude, we want to do that so bad. <laughs> we're going to make I, it I happen remember, eventually. One of these. Days. I hope. I mean, it seems a no brainer to me. <laughs> right. Right. But you know what I mean. But um, yeah, Happy Together. We've been doing that. This I think. Hold on. Let me think. It might be our eighth year. Which is is nuts mm. when I think about it, but it's the best day job I've ever had. I yeah. tell you that much. Well, it's a, yeah, it's just summer busy. Well, it, it it does, and and in the nature of of my musical life, I you know a residency is as best as you get close to a day job right, of, right. Of, of of a paycheck that you can count on. So happy together has been the ultimate musician's day job. It's a joy, and it, well, no, yeah, day job sucks. So it's not even because it's it's a joy. <laughs> And it doesn't suck. And so, and, and it's nicely paid. And it's like, I cannot complain. I was supposed to be homeless by now, you know, a wonderful, homeless, artsy, fartsy old lady that people talked about in tabloids, I suppose. But <laughs> things well, worked out. It sounds like you've got a lot of things coming up. You said something about the continental drifters getting back together. Well, that's a, that's a loose phrase. No, we do not get back together. We have reunions. And that's oh. what keeps us from, from ever getting back together. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> we have these reunions and we all kind of like calling of them reunions we are because they are we don't ever then go play a million gigs or you know we we have them we we miss each other and we love each other and we make crazy good music together um we're doing that at fest and i i will tell you that you know somewhere down the line in the next couple of years there'll be probably a last drifter record you know because we're all getting on but right now it's cowsill 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 so well, i had talked but- to i had talked to peter last summer yeah and uh you know and it's you it's you peter Vicky and who Robert and Mark and okay, Russ. Okay. It's the last incarnation, um, the one that, that really suited the music and the personalities the best in the long run. Because, again, much like the Cowsills, the Drifters have had, you know, a lot of incarnations as mm. well. And uh, this is one we landed on that, that fit best. And we all have a bunch of things going on in our lives, musically and otherwise. So this just kind of, you know, meeting up every once in a while makes most sense. But we are definitely going to have a, a new record uh, at some point here. Now, you, you have a, th- a duo with Vicky, the Psycho Sisters, is that still active? Something that you... Well, do? yeah, but that, that's a Bustin's holiday. That's never been anything more than she and I. That's as, that's as, as, as far as careers go, it, it's right up there with our luncheons. Because... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, and, and we do it often and it's they're very important. You know, I mean, it used to be when we could live near each other, but it was not, you know, it just between the two of us, the bands we both have had, it's like, you know, cramming the psychos in there. It was kind of just a back burner thing forever. Mm. And we wrote those songs that we made on our Psycho Sister record that finally came out a few years ago. Those are 22 year old songs mm. now more, you know, and, and so we were like, like, dude, we got to make this record because A, we've been calling ourselves this forever. B, we have all these songs. And so we made the record finally. And then it's like, so we figured that took us 22 years. Mm, not looking good for that second release. <laughs> well, I know the feeling because I've got I've got a ton of songs to put on an album. Or actually, I've got okay. like three albums worth of stuff that I have yet to record. Because it's, there just, you go. it's just getting in the studio and sitting down and focusing to get into that Thank you. You have to be Thank in that frame you. of mind. Well, well, for sure we do. Me and Vic, in, in, in reference, you know, sticking with psychos, and then it's even worse because if like the dishes aren't done, there's no song going to get written. So we have domestic illness <laughs> added into the cluttered life of a of a two thousand person. You know, anybody living this life right now better be on their, you know, cheese and peats. Talk yeah. about fast track. You know, to me as an old lady of the sixties, well, this is I'm- a fast. Yeah, I know I'm you right are. there with you. I, I think we're I think we're a year apart. Um, oh, okay, I'll be sixty four in May. Well, maybe two years then. But okay. So, uh, where where did John and Vicky live? They live in L A. They live all over the place. <laughs> yeah, they're L A. And, and and Brooklyn. They're they're kind of they they jet set. Well, no wonder you can't get together with them. And those guys, they're making their own record right now oh. of. Oh no, John and Vicky. Oh really? John and Vicky are working on. I wonder if I'm allowed to talk about it. Dang, I feel like texting her right now. Well, is is John is um. Billy Moomy involved in that one because I talked to nope, him and he mentioned nope, something. No, that's their action skulls thing. They they do that with Bill. <laughs> 
I know, right? I, I, we're in the 10th grade or 7th. I gave them a little, yeah, 7th grade, action skulls. And they even had rings. I'm like, are you guys for real? I go, you have a secret decoder, Mumi? I mean, what's going on here? He's so lost in space, guy. He's just, he's just he is that guy. Yeah. And that's wonderful music. But no, 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 John and Vic are on to something else. I'm going to go ahead and risk it because... <laughs> I think it should be told anyway, much like, you know, all right. So we, we made our record. The kids are making a record, um, dead brothers music and it's good. And it's Barry and Bill's kind of deeper cuts that people may or may not know. Mm. really cool and i just john was just in town because the bangle up uh, beach boys were here over mardi gras playing mm-hmm. my kids all went and stuff and uh he played me some of it and it's phenomenal so that's exciting and i don't care if it gets out here first so but he he does a great well i saw the beach boys well i actually opened for the beach boys a couple years back and he sang what sail is- on sailor and he did a great job oh man the guy's got an amazing voice what do you hear him on this stuff yeah, i mean I was- he's he's very yeah because he you probably well most people over the last 20 something years have heard him as a background singer for the beach boys but he does he's always you know they give him some stuff but this the stuff that they're working on is great so that's something exciting for people to look forward to also mm. so i've i've Fortunately, I've met you, Paul, Bob, John, and your older brother, the one that, I can't remember his name, the one that was in Vietnam. Oh, Richard. Richard. That's Bob's twin. Yeah. yeah. I met him, Rich. and that was at the uh, the, fam- the family band premiere that you had in Providence. Whoa. That's no place to meet Rich, but that's okay. <laughs> was he on good behavior? Yeah, no, was he was they- very, I ha- actually have, uh, good. I sent, um, <laughs> I sent Bob some pictures that I, uh, some really bad pictures um, that I had taken of my mother with you guys because she was thrilled to meet you guys. I love it. So that's, that's wonderful. And I, like I saw it. you solo a couple of times because I have Lighthouse, which is a great album. I love that album. Thank you. Thanks. I'm I'm proud of both of my records. I yeah, I'm glad I did that. Phew, can't even imagine it right now. A lot yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, you've been yeah, you've been you know doing Cowsill stuff since then. So you really you know you did a tour of that album and then you didn't you jumped into the Cowsill stuff and you've been busy with that. So it's it's good you've been and you have covered in vinyl as well that you do. Yeah, I do. And in fact, you know, because Jazz Fest um, is coming around the corner here. So I'm going to be doing um, a Linda Ronstadt covered in vinyl, Simple Dreams. Yeah, we're doing Simple Dreams plus bonus Linda. Uh, But I do that. Yeah, it's it's a full life, man. But the councils are, are, are pretty much they're at the forefront. Um, on these cup, these years that I'm in right now, we made an amazing record. Had no idea the three of us could write the way we could together, Bob, Paul, and I, because that particular combination mm. had never had never been experienced. Yeah, it was weird. I'm sure they had no idea they could write with their little sister and it'd be anything <laughs> but a pain in their neck. Well. But alas and Allah, they actually do have great respect for me as an artist it turns out (laughs) well you know like i said i saw you solo and i've seen you solo a couple of times last time i think i saw you was at uh the gazebo in newport you oh wow king's point on a Sunday afternoon the last time I saw you play it was just you and Russ yeah those were that was the duo tour that was our anniversary tour <laughs> we were so broke and it was our anniversary and we said you know, and the kids were with the parents the other parents for like a, like a month or something and we did a, an anniversary tour it was such fun just me and him in the Prius and all of our gear and suitcases and sleeping stuff and off we went and that was one of the gigs it was fun Mm. Yeah, no, it was a fun gig. I, I enjoyed that. I, I was happy to, to get down there for that because I, I you, yeah, know, you get busy when you're a musician yourself. You get busy. You oh, know, yeah, absolutely. Thank so. goodness, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, miss a, I miss a lot of shows. So. It could be worse, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, when you're coming down to the United Theater in Westerly, it's just the three of you going to be playing. So it's kind of an acoustic show, right? Yeah, which really, those are some fun shows. Um, when it's just me, Bob and Paul, and an acoustic uh, it's uh, well, it's it's you know stripped down everything, and uh, a, a lot of visiting and and exchange with the audience, which I really love. I just think that's a blast. You know, we do a lot of questions and answers, and and uh, you know how we are. Mm. So if we're sitting in a small room with people and it's not real loud, you know, we're gonna be all like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you did that, uh, the family band uh, premiere, it was it was. I always 
was amazed at the way it happened is is that the movie ended and as the credits were rolling the screen came up and you you guys were already playing and it was like wow you're pl- i didn't know you guys were going to be playing at that show it was pretty cool huh was that a good reveal i like that yeah that was great i mean you came up and you played and you played a few songs and i was like wow this this you know and it was really good the three of you together just doing the acoustic thing was Sweet. amazing that's good that makes me happy <laughs> yeah and you pulled so, off yeah. you pulled off the rain and the other things and all oh, in yeah there. yeah yeah and we will again at, at the united theater in westerly and the cool fun thing about that show is that my cousins live right up the street in fact little little hometown story my cousin fred and kelly and russ and i tried to break into that theater when it was um blighted and not being paid attention to one night and i think we even got in no no i'm serious now my cousin fred whose last name will not be revealed is a public official in providence so we will keep this on the dl (laughs) well he's not anymore he's a former public servant of providence rhode island and yet we broke into the united theater it's true well no last names please a lot of people do that there's there's this uh fascination (laughs) with abandoned buildings that people dude we were just watching i don't know if you've ever been to westerly not a lot to do there so once you've gone to the park what are you going to do you're going to break into the theater (laughs) (laughs) it's all that's left is the brazier shop which i was i mean i don't even know where there's one here in town or in los angeles but in westerly i can take you right to it i'm just saying that's hometown (laughs) stuff right there Oh my gosh. Oh, I could tell you where my cousins worked, my little cousins. I have pizza place right over there across from the Brazier shop. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to go back. Oh, I'm sure. It must be fun coming back because I, oh, I, I love I'm, it. You know, you're in the Rhode Island Music Hall of Fame. and Yeah, uh, we're Rhode Island through and through. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and you just played that show with Steve, uh, Steve Smith. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I didn't make yeah. it because I had my own thing going on. but It I was s- really crazy. I mean, these guys were having their 50th anniversary. And, I mean, you know, down in the dressing room, it was so much fun. I hadn't seen this in a long time, but I think I counted 11 bottles of champagne. <laughs> And I was like, these people are prepared to rejoice. Mm. It was fun. We had a great night, great band. They learned all of our stuff, and they they charted horns. It was blood, sweat, and cow sills. That's what I was calling them. Awesome. Yeah, I've known Steve for about, I've known Steve for about 50 years, actually, so. I imagine you're a homeboy. Yeah, Yeah. he's in very nice, very nice people, a joy to work with. We had a really good time. Well, he's a Smithfield guy, and, uh. I went to I went to school with well he graduated before I did but his brother Danny was a year before me and his sisters and I can't remember his sister's name but one of them graduated with me and one of them graduated the year after me I mean there were a ton of Smiths <laughs> they were just all yeah over the right place, so. it's like Broussard's over here yeah it's they're just everywhere it's just you know but he's been a fixture in the music scene for a long time I mean he I can remember at my prom he was the band at my prom and he was dancing on my table so. <laughs> I believe that after um, dancing in the streets with him at the end of the night, I believe he was on your table. Oh, yeah. Steve is a trip. He's quite a fun guy, but he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, very, very. No, like I said, nothing but a positive experience for the Sills with the Naked. So you say you're playing, uh, are you playing Jazz Fest this year? Well, the Continental Drifter, the Cow Sills proper played last year, which was huge. Yeah. Uh, 60s bands don't generally get asked to play Jazz Fest, and we were on a beautiful one of the main stages and had an amazing crowd and i'm telling you the reviews people my home people loved us and it went on for for months talking about what great sound we had it was cool um but th- this year um ironically i don't even know why um the continental drifters are playing jazz fest so i am effectively playing now i'm not doing my solo thing they usually use me for a sub because i've been here so long and i don't i don't sign up to be asked to play and stuff i don't you know, there's a, a lot of people who have never played mm. and, and and surely should. But if people, you know, somebody gets sick or something, I'm on the bench. So I like that. Well, these days uh, that that's happening quite a bit. I mean, you know. yeah, I might even be one of them on the bench there. Who knows when they call? Yeah. But uh, I, I, you know, I love Jazz Fest and I'm really excited that the, the good old drifters are back over there. That's that's a nice, cozy feeling, isn't it? Yeah, I have a Continental Drifters CD in my, my rack of CDs. They were really good. They're mm. a good band. So you just went through Mardi Gras down there. It was pretty much an epic Mardi Gras because yeah. um, these kids had never, never seen uh 
any of it. We didn't, the only thing I was sad about is I didn't have a ladder um, because ladders are imperative down here. Why? Uh, for your little ones, or they're not going to catch any beads or see anything. Oh, okay. Now, where do where do you hang out during Mardi Gras? Um, we have a wonderful place on Jackson Ave because my in laws used to live there, and now my sister in law lives there. So, it is pretty much a premier spot for the Zulu Parade, which is the main first parade on Mardi Gras, and it comes right down Jackson Ave, and and our familial place is right on the avenue. So my little grandbabies got to go out there and just you know have things handed to them just about they had more stuff going <laughs> home i thought their dad was going to kill me uh because you know look at all this stuff <laughs> and he knew and then i was like dude you and they left half of it here so it was fun though we had a great time well that's good so and i'm still recovering I, one of the things i like about you and the councils is the history that you have you know yes. that's that's one thing that if you've watched the family band movie, I mean, I grew up with your band. I mean, I remember you from the sixties and, right. and you know, I grew up in the, the era of that. And right. one of the things that was thing is that you, that people forget is how popular you were back then and how like famous you were. And you were famous at like, you know, like seven years old or eight years old. And, yeah. and then you were like, in your teens and then you weren't famous anymore you went from yeah fame like like peaked in when you were pre-adolescent and that must have been a real hard thing to deal with you would think so but <laughs> i do not think that i am normal where i equated everything the way others did and so when that portion of the program was done it was i don't know it was just kind of the way it was i had a very um shall we say unconventional and non-traditional adolescence and preteen and young adulthood where i left home uh, and moved in with my brother paul when i was 12 12 13 and so after the band broke up mom and dad moved them and me back to Rhode Island and that wasn't working for me and nothing was working for me so uh, I moved in with my brother Paul and I didn't really equate fame or and certainly not fortune because we were kids you know what I'm saying mm. so it's not like I had anything I ever wanted my parents didn't roll that way so when I became kind of emancipated. I was living with a 19 year old brother who had a wife and a brand new baby. And we are now just people making, living, surviving, mm, right. uh, making a new life for ourselves. The last thing I was thinking about was who I was or if I was famous and if everybody liked me, I was never like that. I didn't have that component. It was almost, I don't even know. It was just like what, it was who we were and I uh, didn't assign any specialness to it. And our parents, I mean, they did do one or two things correctly <laughs> and one of the things they did it's it's sideways and it wasn't shared the way it should have been but they made it clear that we were no different than anyone else mm. no better and boy you know the first sign of that then this show's over we're mm. not doing this anymore because you're not special you're gifted it's a gift and you should be grateful and we were and we did one of the things you know that i read mean? is that you were you were the youngest person to ever sing on a top 10 record that is correct do you still is is that still holding steady today? Yes, because it's just never gonna happen again. I can almost guarantee you. I mean, Brittany Gibson, um, uh, Tiffany, uh, uh, Cyrus. No, man, those chicks are all like eleven and up. Sorry, and that I'm was, eight. And that was Indian Lake, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it might have been hair. Oh, might have been hair. And I think it was. Listen, I've heard that. I heard about that. One day I was watching Casey Kasem, top 10. Uh-huh. And he was doing one of those, I mean, I had no idea. And this was in the early 80s. He said, I mean, he was watching him and he was like, Virginia, somebody uh, from Livingston, Pennsylvania asks the question. And the question was, who was the youngest? Blah, blah, blah. And then he had to wait a commercial to find out who it was. So I'm sitting there just waiting. I had no idea it was me. Hmm. So when he came back, he was like, little Susie Cowson, my face <laughs> comes up on the screen. I'm like, holy shit are you kidding me right now i had no idea oh and then he says and the youngest male is michael jackson so oh. me and mike have come we have matching youngest male youngest female on the top 10 
rock and roll record. And you outlived him, so there. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. I mean, not for me, but way for him. So one of the things that um, that you did, which was, I mean, I, I I base a lot off this movie because I that movie I've watched that movie a couple of times, and it was it was a great, it was really good. It was it was a very interesting, and it was good, but it was also sad because of. Sure. Because of the whole like arc that that the band went on with your father and all the stuff yeah. that went on, and the thing is, you got to play a lot of like TV shows, but you only got to do them once. I mean, you played with like Johnny Cash and Dean Martin and yeah. all these people that at least like icons. Icons. Yeah, you yeah. were you did all these iconic <laughs> shows, but you only got to do them once because your father made sure you never got to do them again. Pretty much everyone he fucked up except Mike Douglas. You will see we have repeats on Mike. So for whatever reason, whatever, maybe Wednesdays were good days for dad because I think Mike <laughs> was on Wednesdays and it was live or you could think or you tape live. I don't know. But we did do Mike a couple of times, but your observation is correct. And I'm sure Bob told you at some point, or if you've not heard, that the cow sills were contracted with Ed Sullivan unprecedentedly for the first time, the largest extended contract for a future 10 shows after we did the first one mm -hmm. and then the the mess up came between bob Preck, who was ed sullivan's son-in-law between him and my dad they, my dad thought he'd go belt the guy in the mouth because the sound was down in the beginning of rain the park <laughs> you know because he knows all about sound so you know rather than just go see what the technical difficulty was he decided to go sock uh. the son-in-law of ed and then that went away and uh, i even have i used to have the telegram that my mother saved from ed sullivan off you know with the this offer on it because oh, uh, yeah and Katrina ate it I was oh, so geez, bummed that sucks. That's and it was in a plastic bin yeah <laughs> that sucks yeah that that Katrina was tough on your whole family so When a category four called Carol came ashore So I'd been there before Through her stomach on the floor I could hear that ocean roar Well I heard it on the news Got it empty out the town There was trouble on the horizon Hey, hey, hey. 
tried to make a call Had to leave a message I was lonely and alive I went out and walked around I was praying that I'd find my way Out of here in time There was trouble in the streets There was looting, there was shooting They were doing anything to survive So I thought of Monkey Hill To get a higher view But nothing I could find But but look, you you know, we were really, really lucky to do all those shows because they I can go see them all. I'm sitting there pinching Mel Torme's cheek for crying out loud. Oh. What? You know what I mean? It's like, is that Mel Torme? <laughs> like, good Lord, that's Mel Torme. I'm sure. I promise you at the moment, I had no clue who that cat was. He's just a guy sitting next to Mike. <laughs> I remember the one with Buddy Epson. You did one with Buddy Epson. Yeah, that was the uh, the Family Thing show. Right, and that right. was the whole our hour-long special that interrupted the ghost and Mrs. Muir. On oh, NBC. I remember that show. I used to watch that one. <laughs> Man, we watched our special. I remember sitting down in front of the TV to watch our special. And the peacock comes on and says... The ghost and Mrs. Muir will not be seen tonight, so we may bring you the following presentation. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, I just, I just interrupted the ghost and Mrs. Doris Day. It's like, and I watched that every whatever night that was. Yeah. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? That was, a, that was the golden age of television where you had three networks to choose from. So the audiences were great. Oh, you had, you know, ew. not like now where it's so fragmented that, you know, there's 50 million. Well, that's our shows. life. Our yeah. life had finite. The industry I'm in had finite when I joined. Right. Finite amount of record labels, finite amount of bands, finite amount of radio stations. You had a prayer. Yeah. You know, now just on a numbers only, you know, population thing, your odds of making it to where we made it to are very slim. Oh, I don't even think it's possible anymore. I, I... Well, you wouldn't, but then somebody does it, you know. I, dude, yes, we just interviewed the Jonas Brothers' dad. That's Kevin right, you Jonas have your Sen own podcast, too. We do. And we just had Kevin Sr. on. He had asked to come on. He has his own podcast. <laughs> but, like, how crazy is that? Like, I'm a Jonas mom. My kid was going to marry Nick. Really? And uh, so here I am. In fact, she came over and sat right next to me in my little Zoom cube. She was like, we were both like idiots. We were so excited. But, um, you know, the, the those kids, you know, they were, uh, but that's a Disney moment. You know what mm. I mean? It's like just the way it happened for us, I don't think you're absolutely right. can never happen again. Right. You know, guy walks into an office in Manhattan, puts down a tape, and the rest is history. Right, right. <laughs> it's I not going to happen. Yeah. So where yeah. do you do your, your podcast from? Um, I do mine from NOLA. Bob does his from Los Angeles, and Paul does his from Oregon. And we do it on Zoom. Oh. And it's a visual now, too. We were just audio, but we always record them visually right. just for posterity. And because we it took us three months to learn Zoom, so we thought... <laughs> We would use it for all it was worth once we got it, and now we're we're a visual podcast as well, which is super fun. Yeah, I keep it at the I keep it at the voice. So nobody needs to see my face. Yeah, well, nobody really. As the years tick on, nobody really should be seeing ours either. But that's not really allowed in this business. You have to kind of stay visual. So. I have the perpetual rolled out of bed look. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so your podcast how often do you play and and, and what what is your basic theme rock and roll well my i do a lot of uh I, my primarily do musicians um i do some broadway people i do i love cool. to do comedians i've done a couple Fun. of actors and uh you know it, it was an offshoot of my column from my news from the newspaper and Got i've been doing it for about a year now and uh 
I've got like six. I think we're up to sixty-two podcasts. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, you know, being a musician myself, I identify with a lot of you know. I know what musicians are like, and I know what they go through, and. You know, I've played a lot of the same places that these people have played, so it's you know it's kind of cool to we get to talk the basics of music instead sure. of just on a fanboy basis. I mean, I do the same. You know, I, we do the same thing. I just we do it on different levels sometimes. I so. hear you because look, I'm telling you, you know, when we get our people on our podcast where we're gobsmacked, it's hilarious. My brother Bob, we had Bill Medley. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we had Bill. We've known Bill since we were kids. So that was a no-brainer for him. But, like, it was during pandemic, and my brother Bob was very excited. I mean, this is one of his, you know, oh, my God moments, you know, even though we know him. And that's what I'm laughing at to myself. I'm like, why is he acting? But anyway, it's cool. So we go, and we start, and we're doing it, and we're about 15 minutes in, and Bob goes, you guys, um, I'm sorry, I got to I got to stop this because um, somehow something went wrong with the recording. But Bill, I'm so sorry. We can do this a whole other time. I'm so sorry to take up your time. And he was just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Bill goes, Bob, you got something else to do today? It was pandemic, like the <laughs> real worst. And Bob goes, well, no. He goes, you think I do? He goes, ain't none of us going anywhere. Let's just start over. And Bob goes, really, Bill? He goes, yeah, Bob. And Bob goes, wow man he goes okay well if you're gonna be that cool about it he looks at me and paul he goes the truth is i was so excited i forgot to press record <laughs> i have done that <laughs> <laughs> and bill was like i mean you're gonna be all right about it i may as well just tell on myself because uh, you know we're all fans of someone aren't we yes i i forget who i did that with but it was uh oh, i, I can, couldn't believe you know. i did that and it was just i was right? having a great conversation with somebody oh yeah and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and Bill was just like, Bob, you got someplace else to be? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, no. He's like, yeah, me either. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Guy, it's, it's fun to get to talk to people that you, you, you're, in, you're inspired by. And are you, you kidding? I feel like privileged. It's yeah. like just because we are who we are, we get to talk to these guys. That's right, pretty right. cool. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so, I mean, my girlfriend is like, she's she gets the benefit of it because sometimes we go hang out with the folks after at the shows. And right. She, she's just, you know, she loves to do that kind of stuff. And know, she's a Pilates instructor. She, she was doing, I mean, we were backstage with uh, the guy from Foghat. They were doing Pilates backstage. <laughs> Okay, that's fun. Yeah, it's. She it's, brings a little something different to the table. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of you know awesome. we were awesome. Yeah, it's. it's Am I going to see you um, when we are you coming to this United Moments? Yeah, the show starts at six o'clock. I have no clue, John. <laughs> <laughs> Again, all I know is my cousin's there. I know where the Brazier place is. I know where the pizza place is. I know where that United Theater is, and I know where the Land Trust office is because uh, my cousin works there. Mm. <laughs> Which is across from the United, I think. Oh, the, Guild, not the Guild Factory used to be down there. Remember Guild? Oh, uh, oh, Guild. Yes. I thought you said Guild. Oh. Guild Factory. It sounded like a cool club. Well, well, it is Rhode Island, so it probably could be the Guild Factory. So. No, hey, that's a great name for a club, <laughs> dude. Go make one. It, 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 the, oh my God, the Guilt Factory. That's oh, hilarious. I can see the neon signs. <laughs> I can see. You know what it is? It's the father and the nun, and they're toasting. <laughs> They're toasting with the Holy Grail. I'm going to hell. You know the thing he uses for communion? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's wiping his lip. No, this is it. He's taking a sip from the thing, and she's got the white thing he uses and tapping his lip. That's the neon sign for the new club in Providence, Rhode Island. Better yet, Cranston. And we're going to call it the Guilty Factory. Oh, my gosh. That's be funny. Good stuff. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> All right, Susan, I'm going to... Uh, I think we'll, we should end on yeah, that, man. We'll, we'll we're on we're entrepreneurs now. What do you think about me putting the Lighthouse song on it? Uh, I think that'd be lovely. All right, we yeah. We can all use a little Lighthouse. Yeah, I'll put a little bit of that CD on there All as well, right, that, that sounds was, wonderful. Yeah, that was a great CD, and it's Thanks. it's more people should hear your music. I mean, you should be really you should be as popular, if not more popular, than you were in the 60s now, because your, your music is just as good, if not better. Well, I really do appreciate that, and don't feel bad because I am just the worst promoter of my craft. I'd much rather bake and cook. <laughs> so if I'm not famous, it's just because I'm a lazy butt. I come from a long line of domestics over on that boat from Ireland, and I can't shake the need. But I do appreciate um, no yeah, we'll have a fun time I mean, here. But it's uh, always All a All right, pleasure. John. All right. Same here. All right, man. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
the light outside How it moves through the sky It's my info online I hear the trees with the wind blowing through And the signal is clear Telling me what to do Okie thanks to Susan Cowsill for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. The Cowsills will be performing an intimate trio show at the United Theater in Westerly on April 16th. For more, take the path of love over to unitedtheater.org. That's theater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Graysale Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Addams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.